Hi guys, welcome or welcome back to the Lonnie's Library podcast. Today I'm going to be talking about the books that I read in December. This is going to be the last wrap up of the year. Of course, I'm going to give you a tiny little life update. I did Vlogmas this year, a few Vlogmas videos, not many, and I didn't have much time to do any other content creation such as podcasting so that's why i've been a little bit mia this month more than a little bit mia but you know of course we're going to start off with my current read i'm currently reading a room of one's own by virginia wolf and upstream by mary oliver i literally just started upstream so i couldn't give you much about it because like i'm literally on page two but a room of one a room of one's own we already know that Virginia Woolf is literally that girl. She was running things back in the gap. This is the first Virginia Woolf nonfiction that I've read. And so far, so good, honestly. Similarly with Upstream by Mary Oliver, I'm not that far into this one. I'm still reading the kind of introduction but the quotes that have been highlighted in the introduction and things like that it's too good for drinks i've been drinking the earl grey tea with honey and almond milk y'all earl grey is starting to become my favorite tea i'm not gonna lie to you i love green tea i love hibiscus especially when i'm about to be on my cycle and another drink that i've been really liking is pete's coffee with brown sugar and almond milk again i'm a coffee girly by morning and a tea girly by night i have them both i'm literally drinking a cup of earl grey tea as we speak what i've been listening to in terms of music um podcasts etc etc i've been listening to you by frankie beverly and Maze. that's playing at my wedding that's playing at my wedding. I'm going to be hitting a vicious two-step while that's playing at my wedding. I've also been listening to Move On Up by Curtis Mayfield. Honestly, I've been listening to so many Curtis Mayfield songs. I'm just a fan of Curtis Mayfield. Another one of his that I really like is We People Who Are Darker Than Blue. What else have I been listening to? Like, there's some songs that I've been obsessed with recently. Oh Holy Night by Samara Joy and the McClendon family. Jaw-droppingly good. You just have to experience it yourself. You have to. I kind of want to gatekeep all of the Sade that I listen to, but Mr. Wrong and Tar Baby by Sade, so good, bro. The whole Promise album is on repeat every day. And then there's something else. Just Another Day by Queen Latifah. Activity. I have quite a few things that I've been doing with my life while not podcasting. I finally started therapy. It's something that I've needed for some time, but never got because I was just never ready to receive help. But now that I am, I feel like therapy is so much more useful and valuable because I'm actually listening to what's being told to me and trying to implement those things into my life. I don't have any major things going on myself like depression or anxiety, but I know that I have experienced a lot of emotional trauma that has impacted my friendships and relationships and has impacted who I am as a person. Just wanting to be a better person and wanting to heal from certain things and people <laughs> and move on from some stuff is what may mainly influenced me to get therapy and finally being away from some of the people that really trigger me. But anyway, I've also been sneaking into the library to do crochet club with the older ladies and I've been crocheting this green shrug. Quick rundown, the librarian that's over the crochet club, that's my favorite librarian, she is like the coordinator of crochet club and she's pretty much been telling us she can't do crochet club no more. The week before last week was supposed to be her last session and 
we didn't have a vote on this decision. So the crochet club pretty much vetoed that decision because when she said that if we come, she'll teach us, we just kept coming. Cause nobody accessed where we done crocheting with the club for the year. So, oh, I've been baking. I've been baking y'all. Like somebody opened a bakery for me because who am I? I made some homemade cinnamon rolls, homemade chocolate pie, homemade sandwich bread. Just been that girl really, girl. Also, also, I met Samara Joy in person. Got some merch. I got a t-shirt. I got three different vinyls that were in this box set. And I saw her whole holiday concert at the Orpheum Theater in New Orleans. Life-changing. Chills throughout the whole performance. So, so good. I'll put the vlog that I made for my YouTube channel in the description box so you can go watch it if you want. It was such a fun time. And I did a little merch haul at the end so y'all can see the t-shirt, y'all can see the vinyls and all of that at the end. I'm also gonna give you a little bit of a haul because when I listen back to these episodes, I'm really interested in the things that I bought. I invested in some skincare and personal items recently. I got some Glossier U perfume, the Glossier After Bomb Moisturizer, New Balance's 550 shoes. Those are pink with like some navy blue on them, but they're mainly gray. They're absolutely beautiful. I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed with them. And my brother got me one of those form-fitted athletic jackets. I, I, I'm obsessed. Oh, I didn't buy this. I won a book giveaway from Lisa's Library, one of my favorite bookstagrammers. She bought me a book off of my wish list. I don't know what she bought me, but it's gonna get here tomorrow. And I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I can't wait to open it. I can't wait to see what book I got. And I can't wait to immediately read whatever she bought me. That's, that's the little life update. That's the little life catch up. Let's get into the wrap up because this month snatched me right on up out of my reading slump. For the past few months, I feel like I've been reading like three books a month. This month, it's technically not even over, but I've read five books, started another two, and DNF'd one. I already told y'all about my current reads. I DNF'd The Wall of Winnipeg by Mar Mariana Zapata. Didn't like it. Just being honest with you, didn't like it. Didn't like it. I read about 250 pages of it, so I really feel like I gave it a fair try. But I did not like the main guy. I mean, he's absolutely insufferable to me. He's not a jerk, per se, or he's not trash, but he's not interesting. Like, I've read a different Mariana Zapata book this month that was just absolute gas. So, The Wall of Winnipeg not being good, I was like, I'm just not gonna read it. So I DNF that one. But the first book I completely read this month was Garden Spells by Sarah Addison Allen. Uh, moment of appreciation for that one. That is definitely on my favorite books of the year list because it's a perfect book. It's a perfect book. I don't know what to tell you to get you to read it. I just absolutely lost myself in this story. I love when an author can incorporate the mundane with the life lessons. I feel as though many authors underestimate the importance of slice of life books. I feel like a lot of authors over-dramatize, if that's a word, their books. Like there's too much going on and it doesn't make sense why it's going on. And this book was just everything. This story follows a magical family who has a generations old enchanted apple tree. 
the story follows this family, specifically Claire and her sister Sydney. Oh, we gonna talk about Sydney later. Hold on. They live in a small town and nearly everyone in the town is blessed with a gift, but specifically their family. Sydney returns back to the town while trying to escape an abusive relationship. Claire's point of view of the book is kind of mundane and very cute and lighthearted because that's what Claire worked for. Whereas Sydney's point of view was so chaotic and crazy for half the book, y'all. I've never related to a character more than I relate to Claire. Her lifestyle, her fears, and her personality. Claire had some abandonment trauma, not gonna lie. That was uncomfortable to read about. I was sweating while reading about Claire and her abandonment trauma. I'm like, okay, cut it out. We're done talking about that. Though it seems like no nothing is happening in this book, so much is happening. It, it's the same as real life. Like, you know how you feel like you haven't done anything all day? And then when you think about all of the things that you've done that week, you've done so much. That's how this book is. Garden Spells has pros on pros about the mundane. Gardening, making coffee and breakfast, eating lunch, taking showers, etc. But within that, you're also learning about the characters' internal struggles. You see the people in the neighborhood fall in love. And it's just a beautiful depiction of life. I absolutely adored it. That was the like cute little review about this book. But I want to get into the nitty gritty a little bit. Sydney? Sydney. Sydney. For half the book I'm telling you, I was ready to end it. Every time this woman started talking about something, I was like, oh. she just stressed me out to no end. Like the decisions that she made. The stuff that she was going through and the way she acted towards Claire about what she was going through as if it's Claire's fault that she's going through what she's going through. I don't know. I don't know. She got on my nerves so much. I was like, I'm so sick of her. Anyway, let's move on from her. Bay, cute character, bro. Cute character. I liked Bay. I think that Bay was a very good addition to the story. David, electric chair hate him hate him oh my god please um just trash bro just a dumpster fire claire like i said probably my favorite character literally the life that claire is living is the life that i'm working for cheers who else tyler tyler i'm going to tell you something that maybe you don't want to know about this book or maybe you do want to know there is quite the romance in this book it's a subplot of romance it's really not much of it but the crumbs that we were getting of this romance <laughs> i couldn't i couldn't tyler and claire our next door neighbors they're kind of falling in love with each other it's a slow burn romance it's very much so a subplot because it's not... Let me see if they got a quote. I can read to you. Hold on. Tyler is so down bad for Claire. And Claire, for like a good majority of the book, did not want anything to do with a romantic relationship. Real. Real. I totally get her. He's like, I want her bad, dog. Like, <laughs> he's so down bad. And he's so in love with her. And I'm like... Okay, that was real cute. That was really cute. I'm gonna read to you some of my favorite quotes. This is on page five. 
The garden was quiet and damp. The temperamental apple tree at the back of the lot shivering slightly as if it was streaming. And then further down it says Claire entered the house through the back stopping in the sunroom that had been turned into a drying and cleaning room for herbs and flowers. It smelled strongly of lavender and peppermint like walking into a Christmas memory that didn't belong to her. <gasps> Y'all I'm sorry. I just flipped to the page with Claire and Ty had their first kiss. <laughs> I'm gonna lose my mind. That was so good. The first time I read that, I was like, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm like hyper fixating on the scene. I'm rereading it. Let me move on, because I'm not even reading to y'all no more. I'm just rereading scenes. I'm not going to read to you any of the Tyler Claire moments, because you deserve to read it for the first time yourself. I'm just going to tell you, there's a point in this book where he tells Claire that all he sees is her. Hopefully that convinced you to read it, girl, because that was too good. That's definitely on my top 10 books of the year. So glad I read that book this month. Then I read the second book to that series, which is First Frost by Sarah Addison Allen. Oh, by the way, I gave Garden Spells five stars. First Frost, I gave three stars. What I liked about Garden Spells was those mundane moments, which I was telling you about. This one kind of lacked. Like, there was little to no mundane moments. Claire was overworked and overwhelmed. Bay was about 15 years old, and we were kind of reading from her perspective. Sydney was still making absolutely stupid decisions. Just dumb decisions, y'all. I can't even explain. Sydney ends up having a romance in this book with one of her childhood friends. But it was so chaotic and messy. It almost felt as if the book was in a constant state of chaos. And with that, it seems as though the story was not completely fleshed out and developed. Because there was many plot holes and abrupt endings and pauses that were never explained. But all in all, it was a pretty good read. However, book one doesn't even need a sequel. It, it's nearly perfect. Like I said, it's a perfect book. We don't need a sequel, baby. So if you read Garden Spells, I know you're gonna want more. You're gonna be craving more. I know, girl. I know. Don't read First Frost. It was cute, though. I enjoyed reading it. I literally read it in the night, so that says something. Then we have All Roads Lead Here by Mariana Zapata. We're back. We're back on the five-star wave because this one I gave five stars. Too good. Too good. When people told me to read Mariana Zapata, I already knew I didn't want to read Colty or The Wall of Winnipeg and Me. I didn't want to read those, so I looked up her other stuff. And I ended up finding All Roads Lead Here. I checked it out from my library. And I read it, number one, while on a road trip. So that definitely amplified the experience. And number two, over the span of like three days. And it's a 600-page romance book. I talked about it in some of my Vlogmas videos. And then recently, I went to my P.O. Box. Guess what's in my P.O. Box from Collins? Guess what's in there? Guess what's in there? All roads lead here. New cover. I'm literally screaming. The new cover comes out January 24th. It's gorgeous. It's orange and it still has the navy blue from the first cover. I do adore Mariana Zapata's OG covers. I just feel like they're so iconic and nobody did realistic covers like her. But the cartoon covers are cute. I, I have to go read the bonus content in this book. HarperCollins sent me this after I read it and talked about it on my YouTube. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. All Roads Lead Here by Mariana Zapata is an absolute behemoth of a novel. Like I said, it's nearly 600 pages and I didn't want it to end. 
I could not get enough of this story. The few features I search for when I'm reading a romance book is emotional intimacy, personal development, and a love interest that I can fall in love with alongside the main character, Tobias Rhodes. Okay, we'll talk about that in a second. <laughs> we'll talk about that in a second. Hold on. This book checked off all of those boxes for me. This book follows Aurora and Rhodes. Aurora is a hiker and she moves back to her hometown, which is small town Pagosa Springs, Colorado. After a breakup with her longtime boyfriend, she ends up renting a garage apartment in the town from Rhodes, who is a single dad and officer in the town, without his knowledge. While reading it and after reading it, I was recommending this book to everybody. A lady at Crochet Club was like, oh my god, I love to hike. I was like, girl, I'm literally reading a book about a hiker. You should read this girl. And I made her take a picture of it and all of that. And hopefully she comes to the next Crochet Club so I can ask her if she's read it. But anyway, this book is such a slow burn. But it's a beautiful and realistic presentation of romance. Because this book takes place over the span of like six or seven months. Which is real life, baby. Nobody's falling in love in a week. Honestly. And it follows these characters as they slowly become friends and slowly start to trust each other. And then they fall in love. Which I love. Which I love. I need to see the process. It was extremely intimate and bingeable. And I know people get scared off from Mariana Zapata's books because of the size. But trust me. You're not going to want it to end. Zapata's writing is just so addictive because she uses paragraphs and pages to describe scenery, scents, and mundane moments, which I adore in books. This book takes place in a small mountain town. So there's mountains and woods and waterfalls and stuff like that. Absolutely gorgeous setting. Tobias Rhodes. Okay. He was everything. He was everything, I'm not gonna lie. It was giving grumpy sunshine, single dad romance, and age gap. And small town, of course. I have no words. Aurora, I loved her. Amos, which is Tobias's son, loved him. Um, Jackie, weird. Weird, bro. I, I don't know about her. She was giving underlying sus energy every time she did something. Caden? trash johnny weird 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 i don't even want to talk about why johnny is weird to me but if you've read this book and you want to know why i think johnny is weird leave a comment on this episode or dm me on instagram and i'll tell you the next book i read is before we say goodbye by toshikazu kawaguchi this is the fourth book to the before the coffee gets cold series i have not read any of the other ones I will be, though, because this book was very good. I gave this book four stars. Before We Say Goodbye is the fourth installment to the series, and it's a translated fiction and makeshift short story collection that takes place in a cafe set in the alleyways of Tokyo. This cafe is 100 years old and offers customers the opportunity to revisit the past. Though you're allowed to say things that you didn't have the opportunity to say, under no circumstances can you change the present. It was heartbreaking and beautiful and genuinely amplified the idea of cherishing every moment you get with your loved ones simply because you don't know if it'll be your last with them. I enjoyed the format and how easy it was to read. I haven't read the other three books yet, but I definitely will. I already bought the first one 
And I'm, I'm going to check out the second one, and I've already checked out the third one. My favorite story from this book was The Farewell. I have started tearing up about the dog, okay? Last but not least, we have Small Things Like These by Claire Keegan. I finished this book on the night of Christmas Eve whilst willing myself to sleep. I had to wake up early the next day to bake pies and cinnamon rolls for Christmas, and I spent all night rolling my hair and doing last-minute Christmas shopping. Anyway, this book just kept grabbing my attention while I had to do all of that. Small Things Like These was an intimate portrayal of winter and the hypocrisy of Christians, specifically the Catholic Church. This was a small but mighty read. I had to let myself ponder on the story for a few days before giving it a rating. The descriptions of everyday life, thoughtfulness, and the frost of winter were meticulously written and detailed, and the exploration of human relationships and the effects of outside circumstances were so intricate and interesting. I really enjoyed how this book was written. I thought it was extremely well done. I haven't given this book a rating yet because I just don't know what to rate it. It was really good though. I do recommend it, and it's perfect for the winter time. I'm going to read you the first few lines of this book to further convince you to read it. In October, there were yellow trees. Then the clocks went back an hour and the long November winds came in and blew and stripped the trees bare. In the town of New Ross, chimneys threw out smoke which fell away and drifted in hairy drawn out strings before disappearing along the quays. And soon the river barrel, dark and stout, swelled up with rain. There's so many gorgeous descriptions like that throughout the entirety of the book and it's just so well written and so well done. I really, really liked it and I'm glad I read it. Those were the books that I read this month. I had a fantastic reading month. The next episode should be either every book that I read in 2023 or my favorite reads of 2023. I'll probably let you vote on it. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Make sure you give the Lonnie's Library podcast a five-star rating. And you can click the link in my description box to see my Instagram, YouTube, etc., etc. Hope you have a great rest of your day or rest of your night or rest of your morning. Bye-bye.